0: Yeah. Did you see um? Did you see Andy? Did you see Andy Cohen's gonna replace Kathy Griffin as Andy Anderson Cooper's New Year's Eve co-host on CNN? That's
1: dumb. Because why? It, because Andy Cohen is Anderson Cooper. Yeah, sure. You needed that salty and that sweet. Yes, you're right. You know what's so funny? They really wanted the rain. They bring Kathy Griffin back. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone, tune in to find out what happened. <laughs> With her bald head. Yeah. Did yeah. you see she shaved her head? Yeah, yeah. Cause I found that she was at um, uh, the some AIDS event in LA and she yeah. came out with her shaved head, which was is it so the funny. The Awards? I want to say it was like a local thing. Like, oh. a, you know, like the uh, Gay AIDS LA thing or something. I don't know what it's called. Gay AIDS. <laughs> Gay AIDS LA. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uh, hi, Joey. Oh, hi, Mike Lawson.
0: And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up.
1: Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week, nor do we ever miss a story. All stories uncovered. Every, We'll never leave you with a cliffhanger.
0: Sometimes we catch up more than once. We put out um, a special episode a couple days ago, um, finishing up that cliffhanger. We just recorded it, so yeah. <laughs> it's fresh on the mind. Uh, but what's I'm going tired. on with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if
1: anyone's tired,
0: it should be me for having to listen to that. I know. Like, I kept going, like,
1: <laughs> I didn't realize how
0: long part two was. Well, it's, it was long, but also, and I don't often criticize give you criticism. hmm it, for some reason this story had a lot of and you're not normally like this, that's also why I'm feeling comfortable pointing it out. Yeah. There were a lot of like uh this was in November. Wait, it maybe was December. Oh no, it was certainly December because I was Yeah, I was I gonna know. see Rogue One. <laughs> Yeah. That kind of storytelling drives me nuts, and you're not usually the type that does that. Just fucking tell me it was November or December. I don't care which it was. It doesn't make any difference to the story, so.
1: Well, you know what happens in that kind of storytelling is you're basically speaking out loud. Your thoughts are just going through your mouth. And right. so you're, and you're trying to get the timeline right. So, yeah, yeah, I understand. I, when, I, when I said it, too, I was like, why? Who cares? But I was like, you know what? Let's get this fucking story out. <laughs> I, I'm not going to even edit it. I'm just going to, like, here sure. you go. I mean, the lightest of editing when, when we do it.
0: Yeah, there's some editing that has happened. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, spoiler, Timothy is not actually named Timothy, and Joe forgot. Yeah,
1: um, But only once so- – in fairness, sure. usually I've been I've been guilty of it much more,
0: uh,
1: kind of. But
0: I, I'll tell you off there because you'll have to edit it out of here too. If I tell you what else,
1: oh yeah, okay, good. Well, you better yeah, you better tell me before I edit the other one. I'm I, wish I yeah. miss it again. <laughs> How are you? What's going on? Um, everything is good. My um, I want to ask you a diabetes question because now we're going to transform the show into a diabetes show. Okay. Is I I discovered something, Mike Lawson. I don't know if you and I discussed this. Uh, over the week, but, um, I don't know if you, if you subscribe to any diabetes medical journals, are there any diabetes or medical journals devoted to diabetes?
0: Yeah, they're all really thick though. Like what, what are you looking for?
1: Well, I'm not looking for anything. I think I want to write an article. Here's the the headline. Working out is good for you. Oh. Yeah. I've been doing some experiments. So on Monday or something like that. Yeah. Monday. No, it was Sunday. Sorry. Shit. Did, I did that on purpose. <laughs> 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 no, sometime earlier this week, I made these vegan banana pancakes, right? And I had just mm-hmm. had one pancake uh, with a little bit of protein, some scrambled egg. And I took my blood sugar two hours, like, Mike, this is, has not happened in a long time. It was 153. 153. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's not good, right? Sure. For me. I'm glad you added that. Thank you. Okay. So.
0: Well, there's people listening. I'm sure that if they woke up fasting at 153, they would feel
1: proud. Like,
0: everyone's different. All of our numbers are different.
1: Yeah. Your diabetes may vary. Sure. Go on. So I was like, that's not good. That's not where my numbers have been. That's not where my numbers have been recently. So the next day I went to the gym. Okay. Just did a, a basic workout and I had the exact same meal. Everything exactly the same. 95 right so my new yeah. thing is working out is good for you but my question is i wish
0: that there was like someone who told you that sooner
1: yeah well you know but you know what, we, you know what someone should do here's what here's what i would love to do if we got a bunch of people uh-huh to take their blood sugar i want to see the results of this take their blood sugar go work out for like 15 minutes take a walk do something some physical exercise Yeah, And then come back and take your blood sugar again and see that someone should do this, how it affects your blood sugar. That's such a good idea, Joe. Mm And I hate you. (laughs) So anyway, now here's my question to you. Is one day I came home and it was 75 and I still had two hours go before lunch. Do I do anything? Would you have done anything at that moment, or is that, should, I just, should I just... I just had a piece of cheese, or should I just... How like? did you
0: feel? Well, cheese wouldn't do
1: anything. I felt fine.
0: And then you're fine. I think if I was 75 and didn't feel good, I would maybe eat something with some fast-acting carbonate, like something sweet. Uh, che- cheese isn't going to do anything to make your sugar, your blood sugar, spike.
1: Yeah. But... Anyway, if you felt fine. You're fine. That, that's not one of my stories. That's just my basic. This is how I'm doing today. But cool. but, but uh, how are you doing? What's going on with you? That that by the way, that doesn't count as one of my stories.
0: Um, I'm doing well. I um this last weekend, Steve and I went on a, a road trip. I think I told you I was going to, didn't I? Yes, you did. Um. Oh, and also maybe taking a step back even further. So I also ended last episode. By telling you that I was gonna maybe go buy Steve a, a jacket, yeah, and I was thinking about at, when I heard that after the episode, I I did go. It was it's like a pretty basic, just simple, I guess Letterman jacket looking thing from Old Navy. So it's nothing super fancy. It was like sixty bucks. He, we've had gone to old navy a a handful of times so maybe three times and he tried it on every time and he's like i can't not for 60 bucks um and this thing about steve i would say since i've met him he's purchased maybe two shirts maybe (laughs) two of the identical looking like hoodie sweatshirts like he doesn't buy clothes ever he's such a straight guy he really just doesn't buy clothes mm-hmm. um he also wears the exact same shoes always mm-hmm. he he buys new ones when he needs them, but he buys the exact same pair um it's just it, that's just him, so I thought, you know what he wants this jacket he obviously does, but he's in his head, it's hard for him to buy it because he doesn't buy clothes, so mm-hmm. the sixty dollar jacket isn't gonna be you know working for him so. After our last episode um, and before I met up for dinner with him, I went to uh, Old Navy and I bought it. And it was on sale. It was $35. So I ended up getting a good deal. Mm -hmm. Plus, I got him the jacket he wanted. We went to dinner. Actually, at dinner, um, this is a diabetes story kind of too. Uh, We went to this place called Hot Italian. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have that down there? No. I think it's a chain, but I could be wrong. It's called Hot Italian. It's basically pizza um, for the most part. That's pretty much it. We had like some roasted vegetables and pizza. But our waitress, I got a Diet Coke. She definitely gave me a regular Coke, right? (gasps) That happened to me the other day. Okay, go ahead. Did you know uh, if you have your meter with you, you can just put a strip in, and instead of putting blood on it, you put a drop of the soda. And if it's real Coke on your meter, it'll say high glucose. It won't give you a number, but it'll say that this is like so much
1: sugar. Even on my Vario One Touch IQ. Yeah, just oh.
0: just put a strip in. I mean, you're wasting a strip, but yeah, you know for sure. You know for sure if it's regular diet. Oh. Um, wow. So do it, and I do that, and it's regular Coke, has sugar in it. So I tell the waitress that. I by the way, social anxiety moment right here. Part of me just wants to drink it, but I can't. So, I mean, I could have just had it sit there, but I decided I'm going to tell her. So I just say like, hey, it, I think you gave me regular Coke instead of diet. Do you mind just switching it out? Mm-hmm. And she's like, it is certainly diet. I'm certain of it. Oh, God. And I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, well, I'm certain it's not. Mm-hmm. like." And so I don't want to say like, I tested it and I know for sure there's sugar in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain there is. So I'm like, mm, do you mind just pour me another Diet Coke then? Um, and she was like, I'm going to have them check the syrup then if you are sure that it's not. And so our food comes basically we're ready for the check and I still haven't, there's like people, uh, standing by the bar and you could tell they're like talking about us. Mm -hmm. Like clearly she's holding the diet Coke and they're like looking at us talking Yeah. and she comes back over and she was like, I think all it was is there was just like, it was more syrupy than you were probably used to. And I'm like, no, bitch, there was sugar in it. Yeah. There was certainly sugar in it. Just and so I was like, can I just have a water instead? And yeah. she's like, Yeah, I'll take it off your bill. I'm so sorry. But like oh, okay. it was it was really she was certainly just trying to blame me. And she was like, We're gonna maybe have to change the syrup, but I don't see how regular syrup could have got in with the diet syrup. Like just really fighting it. Like, just say either say, like, you know what? It, it, the machine might be broken or something. Can I get you something else? Or just, why are you fighting me on this? Because there are some so people weird. who just
1: can't admit when they're wrong. And so they will yeah. bend reality. But it, the, Trump is like this. It will never be that they're wrong. It They will then just shift it. So even if there's a way that, okay, clearly there was something wrong here. Yeah. Then they'll be like, oh, well, then X, Y, Z like for, I, mean, I, you, I want you someone here's what happened because she was like so no she took it in the back and someone tasted it right and they're like oh no yeah. this is this is not this is too sweet and so then it wasn't like oh maybe my mind was other other places i'm so sorry it's like yeah. it's too syrupy now
0: yeah something's broken and it wasn't my fault i don't even understand though like let's rewind everything let's say i'm stupid and i want to give her a hard time and i want to tell her this diet coke which is certainly diet coke is actually not just say like okay i'll pour you another one pour it and if i complain about that one say like then there's something wrong with the machine can i get you water or something like what you're a you're the waitress like your job is just to kind of give the person sitting at the table whatever and like why are you just fighting it was so weird
1: yeah, and forward. also especially, they, you know, one of the ways that these restaurants make a lot of money, and because, you know, there's such a thin margin on profit on food. So the real margin is in the soda. It li- that sure. soda literally cost them half a penny. Pennies. Yeah, yeah pennies. Yeah. And then I'm going to pay a dollar something for it. Yeah. So it's, it's not like the restaurant's losing all this money on the one guy who thought it was a Coke sure. rather than a Diet Coke, you know? It was bizarre.
0: Uh, but we had a good meal. And then after – well, what was funny is after the meal, I haven't given Steve his jacket. yet. It's in the trunk of my car. Mm-hmm. And we're walking to – there's like a uh, Urban Outfitters right by this hot Italian. So we mm-hmm. kind of walk through there, look at some some of the stuff and the clothes and everything. And there's jackets. And Steve's like, oh, I want to go back to Old Navy and get that jacket. I keep thinking about it. I really want it. And I'm like, yes, it's in the trunk of my car right now. Yeah. And so, after we walk the store and go back to the car, I give him a jacket, and he was happy because he had just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all is right in the world. It's still too warm up here to wear it, though. Um, it's also like smoky. Do you guys have smoke stuff going on because you had fires in?: Yeah, your yeah, so
1: yeah, so where uh, I'm lucky is the wind seems to be blowing the smoke away from me, so I can see that the sky is hazy, mm-hmm. but it's not smoky over here.
0: It's gross here today, actually. Um, I haven't been outside very much, but I feel like today's worse. Like, I could even, looking out the window, it looks like it's foggy. Um, like, it's that bad.
1: But it's just haze of the smoke. You know, the, I've seen the pictures from Santa Rosa. An entire neighborhood's gone. Yeah. And it's sad. It's awful. But there is, I don't even understand the explanation for this. Have you seen the weird video or gif going around, and it's a postal truck? <laughs> Delivering mail, yeah, but doesn't know where to yeah. stop. Yeah, what is going on? Do you know those? The, what's going on there?
0: No, I, but what's funny is I screen grabbed um, a picture of it because a coworker of mine. Uh, well, I don't want to get too deep into that, but we made a joke. We basically are doing a, a big mail uh, event at work right now, mm-hmm. and one of my coworkers is like, you know, ten percent of our list lives in Napa. Oh, like, really. What the fuck are they just gonna deliver? Like, will they hold a mail if the house burned down? And like, so I screen grabbed one of the the picture of the the mailman delivering to like burnt down neighborhood because um, I I wanted to send that to my coworker because I just saw that.
1: I wonder if there's some policy that they ha- no I don't know that's weird. Someone made a funny gif. That's how I saw it, where they put like um subtitles, and yeah. it was like. Nope. Okay, let's try the next. Ho- Wait, no. All right. <laughs> and it's the problem. The problem is like,
0: mail. I mean, you and I probably don't. I mean, if I didn't get mail for a month, I don't think my life would change that much. But some people, I mean, they have social security checks, or they have like they depend on things getting delivered in the mail for their livelihood. So, I I kind of understand why you know the mail needs to keep getting delivered so these people can keep living Mm -hmm. and i don't know do they just hold it at the post office then and do you have to go i don't know how does that work
1: i assume they hold it for you at the post office
0: there has to be some sort of i mean they're not going to return it
1: yeah i don't
0: know weird um what's going on with you do you have any stories
1: yeah so last week i think actually the day we recorded I was complaining because – God, I never talk about this guy. I have a cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me, and he's gay. Uh We hang out all the time, but uh, I was complaining about it last week because he guilted me into going to this event with him. Okay? He had said, oh, my coworker or former coworker is – Going to be singing standards in the town of Sierra Madre. Now, if you're not from Southern California, Sierra Madre is a sleepy little mountain town and it's in the base of the mountains and it, it looks like a mountain town. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and I don't know how he guilted me into going. He's like, I, it's, you know, there's a dinner comes with it and I paid for it. It's on me. Just please come. And I was like, well, it will, part of it has to do with. I was on that cleanse for three weeks. So now I've been dying for any kind of human interaction because now I can actually do things. So, you know, this is the week that I finished a cleanse. So I was like, yes. So I just went. about. I was mad. Okay. But then he picks me up. I go, okay, so tell me what this event is. He goes, it's this coworker. And I just feel sorry for her because she's 78. And i was like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, she's 78. And she sings like standards with a character. that could be fun no I was like go on yeah and she's like yeah and like her friend he's 91 he plays the guitar and I go Richard a 91 year old guy who plays the guitar and it's a bunch of like 80 year olds and 70 year olds in the band and he goes yeah I go this is the greatest event okay you've ever invited me to which reminds me why haven't you been sna- checking your Snapchat who me yeah <laughs> well,
0: I lo- when I got my new iPhone. I just haven't logged in.
1: <laughs> I've been Take sending you all these snaps. One of them was uh, a, a a piece of the concert from this event. You know, I filmed some of it on my phone. Maybe I'll pull the audio and put it in right here. Oh, oh, oh. well, it's very like. <laughs> you had to be you. <laughs> you had to be you. Anyway, maybe I don't pull the audio, but I'll just keep that in there. Anyway, so we get there. Okay, we go to Sierra Madre, super sleepy town. And it's in this, uh, it's called the, oh, this, okay. On the way over to Richard, I had a panic attack. And he goes, we're going to the Four Seasons. And I go, and I realized, he tells me this on the phone. I'm calling, like, oh, I left later than you, I thought. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. He's like, okay, um, it's going to be at the Four Seasons in Sierra Madre. And, Mike, I was in literally, like, even more casual than for me. Right? Like, I was so casual. I was like, oh, fuck. Right? Like flip-flops? No, but it was just like, I just looked bad. Like, more slobby than usual. Because I didn't care. I was forced to go to this. Yeah. So now I'm freaking out, but when I show up and I go, We're going to the four seasons, this is how I, this is all I have. And he goes, Oh no. He goes, it's not I looked it up because it's not the four seasons like hotel. It's like a it's just called the Four Seasons Tea Room. Okay. So we show up and Mike, it's this little cottage with like some old lady has set up like basically like she took a bunch of tea sets. It's so cheesy, right? And she set it up all over like it looks like like a but it's an old Mexican lady with her weird Mexican son. He's like this, like, pudgy Mexican guy with glasses. And he's like, oh, why, welcome to the Four Seasons Tea Room, right? And it's like all these, like, tea sets. like It's like a bunch of Mrs. Potts all over the place, right? Yeah. But the, the event is going on in their sort of, like, garden in the back. And when we get there, Richard sees one of his other friends that he used to work with. Um, this African American gentleman, uh, I can't remember his name. And uh, he's like, "Oh my God, hey, African American gentleman!" It's it, it, I'm saying it for a reason. So it's people, it, it's gonna be not important, but you'll see why it wasn't mentioned. And the guy's like, oh, "Okay, hi, Richard," and he's all like, "Let's sit together." So they go in and he goes, Oh, very well. We will seat you now. And so they take and they seat the three of us in the back of this garden area. It's the only place left. And as soon as we walk in, uh, the woman seeing goes, Oh my God, it's Richard, you know? And mm-hmm. she like introduces Richard. And then she goes, And it's the African American friend. Cause they know she, they all work together. Yeah. And she calls them by name. Yeah. She calls him by name. Yeah, she him name. And she goes, uh, you guys may know the African-American friend. He's a cast member. He's been on different television shows, and he's a regular on the show. Oh, what was the name of the show? Mo oh, Major Crimes. He's on the show Major Crimes, right? And everyone's, like, applauding, like, yay, Major Crimes, a show I've never heard of. Do you know this show? Yep. Never heard of it. Okay. Everyone in the audience is 80 years old. Okay. okay. So they obviously watch it. Just like My parents watch any crime show. Yeah. They watch as major crimes. Okay? And they applaud he like, oh thank you, thank you, thank you. So now the concert's going on, it's one of those concerts where she's singing, but you can still talk while they're singing. You know, it's like basically like background music.
0: Lounge music. It's lounge
1: music, and they're singing, and then you're eating your shitty four season tea dinner, you know. Yeah. Uh I'm sitting there eating, but I'm laughing because Richard talks to the guy and he's like um so how's life going and he goes oh well and he goes on to this like the saddest story ever about his marriage has fallen apart and now he lives in this apartment in this town in los angeles and he's like really going in deep with richard like yeah you know and i mean i was with her for you know like 13 years and you know, even though her kids aren't my kids, I've known them since they were babies. And, um, the, you know, I have no rights to see them. And then it's like someone's like, some old woman comes up. Like, he's like, okay, I imagine it? He, he's in here telling Richard this. And he's like, because they're day like an intermission or something, taking a break. And he's like, yeah, and so I just really miss the kids. And, and it's like, and we stop and this lady goes, I just want to tell you, I love seeing you on major crimes. And he's like, Oh, thank you so much. And she goes, she goes, and you're you're the lawyer. Nope, I'm not the lawyer. Um you're the detective? Nope. I'm crime scene investigator Hodgins or something like that. And she goes, Oh, that's right, That's right. Yes, yes. Okay, well, thank I love your show. And he goes, Thank you for watching. And then she walks away. And so now she's even um, maybe gonna get a restraint order against me. And uh, I just want to tell you, I love Major Crimes. Oh, thank you. And it's just like he's just, <laughs> he's just going in with Richard about his horrible life, and he has to like then put on this smiley face and uh, say all these nice things to people as they come and tell about this show, a uh, show I've never heard of. Uh, Malcolm
0: Jamal Warner's on it.
1: Oh, is he? Maybe. Do you think she thought he was Malcolm Jamal? Who does Malcolm Jamal Warner play?
0: Not a major character, actually. He was only on 14 episodes and ended in 2016. Wait, is this show even still on the air, though? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it is. Started in 2012. There's Uh, a main character guy. He used to be a substitute teacher. Is that yeah, him. That's him. That, that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the main character then. Oh, he is. Or, he's really high on the bill. Let me see. I'll, let me look him up. I just texted you a picture.
1: Oh, okay. is it Ransford? Ransford. Yes, yes, that's his name. Ransford. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's his name. Ransford. I can remember his name. Um,
0: <laughs> my recently viewed on IMDb is all about this show
1: because it also shows
0: the other actor guy. Yeah, that's him. Oh, he's like a major guy record. in the show. Yeah, he's like um it looks like he is in every episode. Um oh, maybe not every episode. Just kidding. Yeah, but he but he's on enough that He's in the top 10 of like, you know how they list uh them on IMDb from like yeah. most important to least? He's mm-hmm. like in the top 10. That's good. Oh, he's actually the 10th person. Yeah. And he's been on episodes starting in 2012 and continues to be on them in 2017. Yeah. So
1: he's working. Yeah, he's working. He's doing his thing. Can't fault him. Yeah, he's handsome. He is.
0: He's very nice. Did so. Okay. If maybe you want to edit some of that out. Um. You won't though. You leave in when I say like you should edit that out. You still leave in not only what I think you should edit out, but also me saying you should.
1: Edit oh really? Out. I usually try yeah. and get it out. What have I? When did I do that?
0: Uh, every time I ever said it. <laughs>
1: No, because um, there's sometimes where you make these gross ass noises. I'm like, because you like sneeze, but you don't yeah. give me a warning. Um, you know who
0: well, I, I was dis- I discovered for a while my mic. I would hit mute and it would mute it, but it, it would like mute on the um hangout, but not on my Audacity.
1: Well, you know what happens with Taylor. I gotta tell Taylor the solution here because he just he just scolded me the other day because he said I leave him in coughing. Uh-huh. So now I'm editing the latest episode, and he coughs like this. <clears throat> and so what happens is it's so far away, and also he he doesn't know this. His his gain is low on his on his end, uh-huh. which is fine because levelator fixes it. But then that's the problem is I don't hear it, and then because it's so low, and then when we mm-hmm. levelate it, it comes right back up, wow. sure. and that's why he's hearing the cough.
0: And I'm not. So just cough straight into the mic. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so anyway, that. so, yeah, for the most part, that's what happened. We, we got a CD, but I forgot it in Richard's car.
0: No. Yeah,
1: you know what? I'll get it back from Richard. Maybe I'll put it in the show if I see him before then. Uh, one of the songs. That's fun. Yeah.
0: Um. Hey, Joe, we went on our road trip. It wasn't really a road trip, but we uh, drove up to... I guess it's like Fairfield, I think, where they have a jelly bean factory. Mm -hmm. So Steve and I went in, walked around this Jelly Belly factory. To be perfectly honest, it's like 70% Ronald Reagan memorabilia. (laughs) But uh, you walk through and you – basically they've built this like, I guess, sky bridge is how they would describe it. So the factory is on the ground level – You will go upstairs and you can just take a tour, quote unquote, of the factory Mm -hmm. above it. So you kind of walk through. It's self-guided. There's like some TVs that are like, and here you'll see this machine and this is what it's doing. And um, here's where like the unpolished beans have to rest for at least 48 hours. And like you could kind of see what's going on, but you don't you're not like interacting with it at all because you're just above it. Um, but Steve really wanted to do this. I went, um, I have a friend who's really sick who lives up in that area and she was like, I just want to get out. Why don't we go to the jelly bean factory and we could walk it just for some like exercise and to get out. And it took her and I about three hours to get from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And part of that, most of that was because every time we saw a bench, she was like, let's sit and we would sit and talk and take our time. So it uh, took us three hours. Steve and I, on the other hand, now you know how fast Steve can oh walk. Oh my God,
1: that guy is like the roadrunner.
0: How long do you think it took Steve and I? It took you three hours with Candace. Candace? What? Who's this girl's name? Her name's Landy, but. Oh, you didn't I've say it in the show. S- I've never said it on. Oh. Uh, Steve, three hours, 17 minutes. It took us about 30 minutes, start to finish, (laughs) fast. He's a fast walker. But he doesn't
1: linger and look at the, the,
0: like, oh, look at this. No, no, he was like running, almost like a a hyperactive child who's like, next, 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 let's do the next thing. And I'm okay with it because I didn't, I kind of didn't even want to go in the first place. Mm -hmm. He he was the one that wanted to go. Yeah, so you want to run through it, let's run through it. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Do you get we free bought, Jelly Bellies at the end? Yeah, they give you samples, uh, a couple times. They also have, like, a sample bar downstairs where you could, like, pick which flavors you want to try. And then we bought some beans, too. And they have this one game thing called Bean Boozled. hmm And we bought one. And what it is, is you, there's, like, a little spinner, like a game. Mm-hmm. And... You spin it, and it stops on a colored bean, and it says you have a a bowl of beans that come with it, Mm -hmm. and it says, like, uh, you spin it, and it's, like, orange, and then you take, each of you take an orange bean, like, Steve and I will get an orange bean, and the orange bean could be, like, uh, sweet peach, or Mm -hmm. it could be uh, vomit. Yeah, so we were playing that. There was one that was, like, chocolate pudding, or dog food and I almost threw up because it, it was like real dog food. It tasted like real uh, yeah, It was really awful Wasn't that the thing with the Harry Potter jelly bellies or jelly bean? Yeah In that they, Those were all bad though. This yeah. one is like there's kind of a risk and this is like coconut or spoiled milk
1: Yeah, so, yeah It's really gross. And what happens when you need refills? What do you mean? Like you're going to run out of jelly bean at a certain point
0: well, it's just a little, like, throwaway game. like when Oh, you it's not like a, like a
1: whole board game or anything. No,
0: it's like a little cardboard box with a spinner in it. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, yeah. And so, oh, after that, then, we drove to the city of Benicia. What's weird is we were, I was um, ready to plan a Napa day. So we would have went to That Napa seems like a kind of a uh, ambitious. Well, it would have burnt down just before we went there. Mm-hmm. So like in Fairfield, so the Jelly Bean Factory is like pretty much most of the way to Napa anyway. So we were going to go there after, but instead we decided to go to Benicia where mm-hmm. we were going to um hang out at the beach and go to some stores and eat food and all of this. And the Medi- the Benicia Bridge, you have to pay to go over once, right? Mm-hmm. So we paid to go over, we kind of do the beach a little bit. And then I also, on my list of things, there was this weird kind of quirky-looking sci-fi museum okay. out in the middle of Benicia that just looked, like, bizarre. And I wanted to go just for, like, to see how quirky it was, not because I cared about sci-fi stuff. So we put that into GPS, and, oh, shit, it's on the other side of the bridge, but let's do it. We're We have, you know... All day, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I drive over the bridge again. There's someone pull- hanging from
1: it. And you and Steve just walk by it.
0: We pull up to the Sci-Fi Museum. And when we pull up, first of all, there's zero cars there. Mm-hmm. To the point where we thought it was closed. But luckily, the door is kind of ajar. So we pull up really close so we could look inside. It looks about the size of my bedroom. It's tiny. But then also, we're sitting there in the car, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go in. And Steve brings up the point, like, there's somebody working there. When we go in, all they're going to want to do is talk to us. Because they're, you know, it's their job to give tours of this little one-bedroom place. But
1: hold on for a second. I think to Steve, that seems like a a, a plus. That seems like a nightmare to you.
0: It's a nightmare. I think he thought it was a nightmare, too. Oh, okay. He doesn't. He doesn't. He likes nice customer service, but him and I agree most of the time on when like customer service. This is too much. Like, give us a break. Like, yes, you're a waiter, but like, do you really need to fist bump us, waiter? Mm -hmm. Like, relax. Give us our space and just kind of move back. So we ended up not going in because we're like, I don't want to be the only guy in there. Also, it's so small. Let's just go back to Benicia. So then we turn around, but then we had to. Pay to go over the bridge again. So this stupid museum costs us a whole bridge toll. Oh my god! How much is a bridge toll? I think it's like seven bucks. Oh my god! So ridiculous. But and then seven bucks back too, right? No, you only pay to go in to go one direction. So we, but we went over the bridge twice. So we've paid. We went over the bridge, went back, and then went over the bridge again. So we had to pay twice. If that makes sense. mm Hmm. Um, and but we had a good trip. Um, we just did like normal Benicia stuff. It's a really quiet little beach area. Um, and we did a lot of like store chachki stores. Do you know what a chachki store is? That's what we call them. But they just are like stupid crap. Yeah, like one of these stores, you walk in and it's like they have um, usually they'll have like a little section that's like kitchen goods, and it's like. Didn't you always want a rubber noodle strainer? Ugh, and God, I hate that shit. here's like a marble cutting board, and here's a bread box. And then there's another area it's like funny greeting cards, Ugh. and then another area where it's like smelling candles. Ugh. And oh, here's bags to put a bottle of wine in for a gift. Stuff like that. Ugh. <laughs> We, i think steve and i actually like them we go in them a lot to be honest though we don't buy stuff in them very often but
1: i don't like useless little like maybe alton brown taught me this but i can't stand like especially in the kitchen unitaskers sure so like i'm not a big fan of like this giant device to uh make uh spaghetti squash you're like, you'll well, you use, can just once use a, a year. F- yeah, you can use a fork, you know, right. or yeah, like, something that you'll use like once a year maybe, you know. Sure. I'm I'm not a fan.
0: I think if I ever won the lottery, like millions and millions of dollars, I would have one room next to my kitchen dedicated to those things, though. Oh, if
1: you're I had probably. millions and millions and millions of dollars, I would have that library of... Useless- but I also have a librarian. Yeah. Who I went and like, <laughs> okay, I need... I yes. need uh, my uh, – my uh, what, are the, what are those, those eggs? The soft, I need the soft boil egg holders with the little tool that, that lifts the top of the egg off. Yeah. You know? And he goes, and oh, that, yes, sir.
0: That tray I have so I can microwave bacon.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need one of those. I, I don't even – I can't even – I hate them so much I can't even tell you what one of them is. You see, You know what? You see them a lot on television – You know, like, it's always like, oh, you need this dumb thing to take up room in your house. Right. Ugh, I hate them so much. What
0: are your thoughts on the Instapot, though? Is that a useless device? It's kind of like a pressure cooker, kind of like a, a, it's a cross between a pressure cooker and a slow cooker.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: And you put all your stuff in, you turn it on, and it. Like, basically, cooks everything quickly. I would have to
1: see, but I would say that a lot of times when I've seen those things, that they're just really bad at all of them. They're, or, like, they Well, Instapot is becoming a thing. This
0: isn't. This. I. When I. It's not like a gimmicky. Um, well, it might be, but it's not. I guess it is a pressure cooker, but it's not a gimmicky, like, one-time device that's just kind of going to fade? Like, different companies are now making them...
1: Well, you know, there are certain know. essential kitchen... I wouldn't call them essential. There are certain very useful kitchen tools that started as gimmicky things. Like, you know, the Immersion Blender started as, like, a gimmicky, like, I see on TV thing, and then people chefs started to go, like, wait, this is actually really good, and now there are high-end versions, and, you know, people make it for real. I think also... um, there's something else that started like that, too, where like this, like kind of like jokey – not jokey, but like gimmicky thing. And then people started cook, – cooks are like, wait a minute. That's actually really useful. Oh, I think those microplanes or something where like then, then they uh, take it on themselves and go like, no, this is actually really good. So that's what I'm saying. i, I have to see. I just know a lot of times like with that. So I guess
0: – real quick, Instapots, I guess I'm now learning um, because I spoke before I knew, which I do all the time. Uh, they are basically just pressure cookers. Um so it's like something people are using to cook faster.
1: Yeah, but sometimes to defend it too. Sometimes those that's a good way of getting into uh pressure cooking. I've never gotten I've never actually had a pressure cooker before. I actually want to look into it. Um yeah. I would just get a real one though, you know. But uh but maybe well, it's, that's that's a good what entry I'm saying. Level. These Inter- are these yeah.
0: are real ones. they like an Instapot is a programmable pressure cooker. Pressure
1: cooker. I know, but I want the one that like a stovetop one.
0: Oh. Yeah. I this one it. is electric. And yeah. so you could also time delay it. So if you want to pressure cook, you could put everything in it, time mm. it, and then it basically oh, will and, start cooking. And that's a
1: slow cooker aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll be
0: ready when you get home, for example.
1: Yeah. You know, uh I was gonna tell you is um for instance, I didn't realize this, but you know, my friend Sweet Michael is the one that turned me on to I now am using HelloFresh. It's like blue apron. Okay. Yeah. And uh I'm using HelloFresh now. And and I've been talking to Sweet Michael about it. Now we like swap our HelloFresh stories and stuff. And he, one of the things that – you know, I I'm I consider myself a very good cook. Okay. I've I've gotten much better over the years, and every year I get even better. Yeah. So for me, HelloFresh is almost like I see it as like, oh my god, this is so easy and cute and and wonderful, right? And I think, but for Sweet Michael, who's you know so young, he's only going to be turning twenty four. Um, this is his entry into the world of cooking. It's made him realize he likes cooking, and since everything's already prepped for you, it is a great, um. Gateway to the world of learning to cook and getting more interested in that stuff because a lot of it, the, a lot of the prep is done for you, and they tell you how to do it, and the F recipes are really clear. So, um, I think uh, maybe the instant pots like that. I think this is a good gateway. Thank you. I can't tell if you're still there. Hello. Hello. What happened?
0: Um, you're gonna hate me. No, what? I was, I muted myself to cough and I I don't know. I'm, I was struggling.
1: That's all right. Uh, What did we, um, you know, I just saw right now, waiting for you. I just saw it said Bitcoin just passed $5,000. Yeah. Another, Joe Batan seems to just fucking be brave with his money. I remember hearing an episode of the podcast um, Smart Noite. What's the NPR money podcast? Planet Money, Planet Money, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, they did like this was like four years ago, five years or maybe more. They did an episode about Bitcoin, when it was becoming a thing, and they're talking about how volatile they it is. Like, and so what they did was they actually bought a Bitcoin. But at the time, they're like, "Yeah, we bought one Bitcoin. I think like one Bitcoin then was like eighty dollars or something like that." And they were like, "But then, but I think in the episode, it was eighty when they bought it, and it dropped to like forty or something." And they're like, oh, we kind of lost money on this. And I was like, I wonder if I should just buy some. And I had money you at know. the time. And now Hold one on to them. one Bitcoin is $5,000. I remember, too, there's another one of poor Joe Botenza's poor financial decisions. You know, listening to Howard Stern when he was on Sirius XM, and at one point, the stock just plummeted to it fell off NASDAQ. Series? Huh? serious stock? Yeah, this is early, like in 2004, 2005. And it okay. was, like, literally, like, three cents a share. And I was like, I had, like, a $1,000 I could have spent on it, right? And um, I'm like, I should buy $1,000 worth of this three-cent shares. You know, how much could it hurt? And um, now it's, like, $3 or $5, right? But, like, yeah, but when it's at three cents... $1,000 yeah. would have been like $500,000 by now. Sure. You know? Um, I just did horrible math. I don't know if it's true or not. But, um, and then I remember, now this is one where, like, it shows you how no one knows anything. I have some, I have some friends who work in the, like, stock market business, and I remember when, remember when Netflix first lost all their, like, their library, like, the streaming library at one point? We're like, oh, you know, MGM took all their movies off, and then, like, the Netflix stock price plummeted to like 60 bucks. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I asked two different friends. I was like, I think I'm gonna buy Netflix. They're like, no man, Netflix is done. It is done. Dead. Don't buy that stock. And I did not And they're not done. They're not done. <laughs> they're not done. So anyway, that's why I'm poor.
0: By the way, the serious stock, if you bought uh, $1,000 worth of it, if it really went from three cents to three dollars, it would be worth ten thousand dollars right now. Oh really? Yeah. Well, look. Wait, no, wait.
1: What? How? Yeah, if it was three, three cents to three dollars,
0: no, it'd be more than one, ten thousand dollars. No, one thousand would then translate to ten thousand. No, because hold on. You move the decimal place one. Hold please. Oh, that's thirty. Yeah, thirty cents. So it would be a hundred thousand dollars.
1: But let's see what, st- what, Let me ask Siri right now. Hey Siri, what is the stock price for Sirius XM Radio?
0: Sirius XM Holdings is up right now three cents, or zero point five two percent, to five dollars and seventy five cents.
1: Okay, so five seventy five. We're so, gonna, we're gonna divide I'm that a, by three cents. I got that. Okay, well. it would
0: be one hundred ninety one thousand dollars. No, one hundred ninety one six hundred sixty six thousand dollars and sixty seven cents.
1: But here's the here's the mistake that we're I'm making here is the second that fucking shit hit like went from 1,000 to like 50,000 I've been like sell like yeah. I wouldn't have made it this long. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then when it went up to 5 cents. Yeah. Like, yes.
1: Adios, $2,000 now. Goodbye, dummies. <laughs> you know. <like. laughs> so, I just scammed you. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Netflix. Let me see. What's Netflix at? Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Siri, hey. Hey, Siri. What is is the Netflix stock price?
0: Netflix is up a bit. 58 cents or
1: 0.30% to $195.53. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, I'm like a mogul now. It went down like, 50 or 60 bucks. It wasn't that like, so it would only really be like five times, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't be.
0: Hey, Joe, I have a California story I want to tell you about and get your opinion. Sure, on. go ahead. Uh, California's governor, Jerry ba- Brown, signed a bill on Friday mm-hmm. that downgrades the crime of intentionally inflicting a sexual partner with the virus, HIV, uh, from a felony to a misdemeanor. And I'm curious what you thought of that. Because, like, at first glance, it's kind of like, why? I mean, somebody intentionally infecting individuals with HIV, wouldn't. why wouldn't that be a felony? Um, some examples of felony assault or battery are striking or threatening to strike a person with a weapon, uh, threatening to kill someone while pointing a gun at them, um, assault and battery resulting in serious physical injury, permanent disfigurement. Uh, that sort of thing. And I guess the human rights campaign is praising California and Governor Brown, saying that basically this law sort of targets people living with HIV, and uh, it's kind of outdated and criminalizes HIV. And their big point is that this law, before um, he signed the bill on Friday, uh, the law sort of, encourage people to not know their status because they could be accused of wrongdoing if they knew they were positive Um, so I'm just curious kind of do you agree that you know this should not be a felony do you think it should continue to be a felony if you were infected by someone Mm -hmm. would you think that that's a felony if you thought that they were doing you know knew
1: that they did it to you what are your thoughts on all of this go Let me just start with this. The other day, I was in the car with my mom, and she sneezed and didn't cover her mouth. Maybe she didn't realize in time. But then, again, like this waitress, she then said she did cover her mouth, but she didn't. Okay. Because I rolled the windows down. She's like, Why are you rolling the windows down? I cover my mouth. And I go, It's just gross. I don't want your sneeze all over the place, (laughs) right? And she's like, I covered my mouth. I go, No, you didn't. You're such a dick. Here's the point (laughs) I would have charged my mom with a felony, and she doesn't even have HIV. Right, she so just yes, on you. yeah, she just sneezed. I was like, take her away. So you're saying you're saying it should continue to be a felony. No, I'm not saying that actually. So here's the thing: I will say, I read it when this first this issue first came up. I read an article, and I remember before I remember before reading it, thinking, yeah, of course it should be a fucking felony. And I don't remember the article unfortunately, but I remember after I read, it I go like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe it shouldn't be a felony. There was some argument they made in the article. I don't remember what it was where they used examples of people who could be charged with a felony. Uh, I think you kind of touched on it too, and they didn't deserve to be charged with a felony. It was like, misdemeanor makes sense, but it was like the, the, the crime and the charge didn't match. And there were different examples where, because I'm a big, in any sort of law, I'm a big proponent of giving the benefit of the doubt to the innocent. And so in other words, for instance, let's say you might say, uh, I, I'm, I'm opposed to the death penalty and you might say, yeah, but what if a guy like, you know, blows up, you know, the World Trade Center by, or, you know, I, I, that was a terrible example, but you know what I mean? And I would say, if that means that there's a hundred people that don't get killed, that were innocent, then I'm for that, you know, uh, it just, I don't need to kill one person and give up sacrifice a 100, 150 people with it. And so the, the
0: flip, the flip side of that, and I'm also against the death penalty, so I'm not actually arguing this. But the mm-hmm. argument could be that this, that the penalty is so strong that he would have, if he knew he was going to be sentenced to, to death, perhaps he, we would have fewer people blowing up the World Trade Centers, yeah. saving many more lives, which is your ultimate goal, anyway. Yeah, you make, I
1: understand people. that, and you make that argument, but have we seen? In states that have, like, does Texas have less crime? People still fucking do crazy-ass shit in Texas and Florida, and they're killing people all the time. So, um... I, and I'm not arguing with him, I'm just arguing against yeah. a s- straw man. So the point that, uh, I, so I remember, I don't, unfortunately I don't remember what the argument was that swayed my opinion, but I remember reading it thinking like, okay, it should be a misdemeanor. But before that, I did not think that way when I read the article. So now, yes, I do think it yeah. should be a misdemeanor based on some article I don't remember.
0: They're saying that it's designed to reform various severely outdated HIV criminalization laws that were enacted solely relied on old science and stigma against people living with HIV. And since the laws were enacted, there's been significant scientific advances in HIV prevention, care, and treatment. And this law would help, or this bill would help California's law reflect the current landscape by bringing it in line with current science, hrc.org. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So that's pretty much the story. I, now it's no longer a felony; it's only a misdemeanor. Um. What's up? Do you have any news stories you wanted to
1: talk about? I don't know if it's a news story, but I'll make it a news story. Is did you ever hear about this movie pass card? It happened while you we were gone.
0: Movie pass card. No.
1: So there's this service called Movie Pass, and it used okay. to be fifty dollars a month, and for fifty dollars a month, you could go see a movie at ninety percent of all movie theaters every day. Almost like Netflix, but for going to the movies. Once a day? Once a day. Cool. Then in August, and I think this is a smart move, they dropped the price to $9 or $9.99 a month. Whoa. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I was just lucky or I was on the internet, but I saw the article right when it popped up. So I signed up. Yeah. So two weeks later, I think, I got a MoviePass card uh, in the mail. I I belong to the MoviePass. And – but – the funny thing is, is it doesn't activate until you actually use it for the first time and you get the first month free. Yeah. Movies have been so shitty that I didn't use it till last weekend. Okay. What'd you see? I saw the movie Victoria and Abdul. Okay. Uh, And I went and it was almost creepy. Like, so the way it works is you show, you have to show up to the theater. So you can't invent buy tickets, right? Yeah. When you're, like, within 100 yards of the theater, you basically essentially check in. You go to okay. the theater and the showtime you want, you check in, and you get this, it looks like a credit card. And then you go up to the box office, and you say, one ticket for a Victorian Abdul, please. And then they, you give them that credit card, they run in, they hand you a ticket. I felt like I was stealing, <laughs> but I wasn't. What's funny is, if you see in the news, is AMC freaked the fuck out when they dropped the price to $9. And I still don't understand why. I would love to get an argument why. Because here's 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 what I'm going to tell you. The way the business model works is the MoviePass company pays the theater for the tickets, so the, so the theater doesn't lose any money. Okay, I'm sure they with their contract worked out some deal where they the MoviePass probably gets it for a reduced price. Yeah, but they pay the movie theater for the ticket. Okay. Now, it, for those of you who don't know this, but many of you probably do. Movie theaters don't make the majority of the money on the ticket sales, especially in the first two weeks of the movie. They make it on the concessions. The the studio gets the lion's share of the ticket sales. But AMC is pissed. And that doesn't make any sense because, A, they're getting their money. And, two, it's bringing more people into the theater, which is so funny because ticket sales are so down in 2017 this year. So it's bringing more people into the theater who will then buy concessions. Right. So I don't understand why AMC is so pissed. Anyway, I used it. I loved it. I think I'm going to – I was like, maybe I'll just give up after a month. I'm going to see if I use it again. But, like, even if I just use it once a month, a movie ticket is, like, 12 or 13 bucks, maybe more, yeah. right? So uh, $9 can a month. Can use I'm still it, waiting. like, Saturday night? You can use it whenever. There's no,
0: like, blackout? Nope.
1: Oh. Yeah, but so anyway, the reason I pointed out that I, I was lucky is that – a friend of mine had said, "Hey, when you first use it, text me because I want to see if it really works. I want to get—I like the idea of this." And I text him. He's like, "Oh, you know what? I guess they're having problems. Like it's so booked up. There's like this huge waiting list now to get in." Oh really? Yeah. So he's like, "I guess the, the waiting list is so long. I would still put myself on the waiting list if I'm like, what do you lose, you know?" Uh, but the waiting list is super long. So, I don't know. I'm already in it. So I haven't investigated how true that is. So, um, But I, I, I anybody out there, I used it. It was easy. I liked it. Here's the one, I guess, tiny catch. The tiny catch. I think this is a, not a real catch. You can only use it once in a 24-hour period.
0: Oh, so it's not once a day.
1: It's once every 24 hours. Sure. So, that might affect if you want to go the next day. It has to be 24 hours when you saw it the last time. Um, that's the only real little thing. I mean, Oh, so uh, the one thing I was thinking about when I went to go see Victoria and Abdul is, uh, for those of you that don't know, a really small movie with Judy Dench and she plays queen Victoria and her friendship with this middle Eastern man. Oh, Indian guy. Okay. Mike Lawson. And I'm in my forties. I was the youngest person in the theater by at least sure. 20 years. And one of the things I learned is never go see this movie. Mike Lawson. Be- even though it's cute, I think you should watch it watch it at home because I learned that old people are like children. They don't shut the fuck up yeah they talk Yet. super loud. They
0: eat loudly they have to go to the bathroom throughout the whole thing.
1: yeah, they yeah. shit their pants know <laughs> So but they were like in the movie it was like I was, the whole I was thinking about you the whole time during the movie because they were like, what'd she say?" She said that she, uh, she thinks he should go get his wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or they'll ask, like, random questions. Like, it's, I, I don't know, it's a-, a movie about a main character who goes to an all-girl boarding school. And towards the end, they're like, wait, that's a woman? I thought for sure it was a man. And you're like, ugh. Did you not understand everything in this movie up until this point? <laughs>
1: I know, I know. It it, it makes I, – I don't understand them at all. And I was like, Mike Lawson would be literally dying. <laughs> and then it was – the movie theater was packed. It was packed, Mike Lawson. So, like, of course, they're all late. So then they're like, it's dark and they can't see. And then they're falling all over themselves. And then here's the thing, too. I have to be careful what movie I see now. I used to love to sit – I didn't do it this time. But I, used, I sometimes love to sit in the handicap seats. You know? Oh, I'm like, b- sure. I'm like, who's sitting in them? I'm like, Mike, every handicap seat was taken up. All handicap seats were being put to use at Victorian yeah. Abdul. So, uh, I don't know. Victorian Abdul in theaters now. Cute movie, by the way.
0: Joe, I have a story for you. We've yeah. got time, right? Are yeah. we way over? Mm, I think we're at an hour. Um, Real quick. this is a good one. Cats and dogs don't always land on their feet, it turns out. This is sad. Dozens of furry companions fall or jump out of high-rise buildings in San Francisco every year. And as the number of tall housing developments increases, so does the potential for more accidents. Some pets survive the fall, but not all do. And in most cases, installing cheap window screens could save their lives. They're calling it high-rise syndrome when a pet, usually a cat, jumps out of a window in pursuit of something, another animal, an enticing smell, an interesting sound, etc. Dr. Thomas Mason, vice president of veterinary services at the SFSPCA Pacific Heights campus, says he sees fewer than half a dozen cases involving dogs each year. But when a dog is brought in, it usually doesn't survive. Mm -hmm. Cats, however, have a much higher kind of survival rate for these sort of accidents. But they see these accidents happening more and more. Um, In 2015, there's a story about this uh, American Eskimo dog that fell 17 floors. And uh, later the same year, same building, 15 floors, uh, a cat leaped to his or her death Just last month, a 12-year-old female German shepherd jumped from an eight-floor unit in Mission Bay. Maintenance workers nearby responded quickly with orange cones to block off the area and draped a blue tarp over the body until animal control arrived. But um, this is happening more and more frequently, and I guess it's a city problem. Like. This I wonder if in New York this is already a thing. But now that we're getting more and more high-rises in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. um, residential high-rises, that it's becoming record-breaking. Um, and then it doesn't help that this summer was uh, particularly warm. So more people had their
1: – Oh, their uh, windows open?
0: Windows open, their deck doors open and that sort of thing. And then these animals are just jumping over or falling over, I guess. Um, They're not all suicidal. Some of them are just
1: But I think animals do
0: commit suicide, right? Do they really? Like, they're like, they know that they're about to do something that's going to
1: kill them? Well, I think my brother and I have a humorous theory about that. Because we have this really awful aunt. And she bought a dog. And she and the family came home one time. And they were mean to the dog. And they found the dog, like, hanging. And so my brother, maybe, like, the dog was like, ugh, i got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. So, me now. yeah, um, It doesn't help. Also, obviously, 4th of July, we also just had um, Fleet Week here in San Francisco. So military jets are flying all over the city for three days. Um, and that freaks pe- pets out especially. So uh, they say an open window is a risk, just as with a child. If you're above ground level, it's a fact that people need to think about. And in San Francisco, we don't have air conditioning, so people open their windows, and that's when pets fall out. So, you wouldn't let your young child play near an open window, uh, so why would you let your dog? (laughs) This story was just very interesting to me. There's actually a really sad, gross picture of a dog that fell from an eight-story window in Mission Bay, and there's people kind of around it looking at him. Um and he's just dead on the ground which is sad. Oh no, goes. that's sad. It's horrible. Um it's sad. So that's all I got. <laughs> um I really wanted to tell you that story. Do you have any other news stories or do you want to
1: tell me what you're doing next week? Next week, um well, you know, my birthday's on the 4th of July, but for some reason this Saturday I'm going to dinner with my parents for my birthday. Um then it's it's weird. I don't know how this started. It started last year is, you know, Cameron and I broke up right before my birthday. Yeah. And at the time I was just too sad. So we waited like a few weeks and then we went to celebrate my birthday. I don't know why we did that this year. And then it just got, it's just like, Oh, well then it's this person's thing. And it's that person's thing. And, uh, and then it's got literally, it's this Saturday and my brother can't even make it. We're just at this okay. point, my parents are just like, you know what? We're just doing it. We're getting it over with. Um, So, yeah, that's what's going on there on that front. Uh, Then – oh, I'm going with uh, friends of the show, John Marti and Nico, to um, go see a mural at Union Station downtown. And then we're going to go get lunch in uh, Chinatown in Los Angeles.
0: And the mural was, like, covered for the long time? Oh, you know this story? Um, I've seen – I've just seen, like, stories about it, but I don't – I don't read articles. I read headlines. So oh, I didn't I know about much this. Told you everything. Yeah, about.
1: I didn't know about this till John Marti told me. I haven't even seen the headline. And uh, I'm gonna go see this mural, and then uh, I feel like there's other things going on, but I don't remember.
0: Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> I have um, kind of a boring week, kind of for the. I'm working all weekend, um, which is also shitty because we have no show in house our theaters are all dark until november so it's like boring at work but i'm still going in on the weekend so that'll be fun um friday night steve and i are just gonna do a a a basic chain restaurant probably a spaghetti factory or something like that Mm -hmm. and that's it um yeah that's it (laughs)
1: um okay
0: Oh, I'm going to get on an insulin pump. I have an appointment Friday. That's
1: oh, you happening. did you get approved for it?
0: Um, I got insurance approval. I need a doctor prescription, and I doubt she's going to give it to me on the first time we meet. Mm-hmm. She's going to make me come back and see her a few times. But um, I have insurance approval. I also picked out the pump I want, mm-hmm. and I, my insurance co- I have pretty decent insurance.
1: Let me ask you it this question. Off. It looks expensive, but have you seen the ads for this diabetes thing where, like, it's like a patch you wear on your arm and then you just put your this reader to it and it reads your blood yeah. sugar.
0: It's called a Libre. Yeah. And it's fr- by Freestyle, Abbott Freestyle. Is it good? It's sim- yeah, it's similar to um, the continuous glucose monitor that I wore mm-hmm. uh, called Dexcom. It's very similar except for it's not continuous. You have to like ask it what your blood sugar oh, okay. is. Okay, uh-huh. Um, so the the basic kind of understanding is that it should be more affordable than a continuous glucose monitor and would be a nice alternative because continuous glucose monitoring is very expensive so i would love to have that as an option but it's not currently in the cards but oh, like, like the reader's like 500
1: dollars, and then like the little patch is like three how long does, how long does the patch last for i think there's seven days So, and then the seven they're not cheap the little patches no
0: but I mean, if you're, I mean, my insurance probably would cover a decent oh, chunk I of that. I see what it is. Okay,
1: I yeah. can pick up what you're dropping. Yeah. All right. So, well, that's been diabetes talk with Joe and Mike.
0: Join us next week when we talk about A1C
1: and. Oh, that's a, that should be our uh, that's a, that should be our sign off. Hey, Mike. Hey, Joe. A1C. You next week.
0: A1C. You later. Uh, by the way, one of my biggest accomplishments in 2017 so far mm-hmm. is um, the guys who own my house have a baby. You know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, have I told you they have two more on the way, by the way? Um, there's They're coming via Amazon due, Prime? They're due in January, so they'll probably have it in December because they're, they're twins. Mm-hmm. But my biggest accomplishment in 2017 is the baby that I live with. Now, when I say see ya later, no, I say see ya and he says wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's cute. Does he speak Chinese too? Yeah, he actually speaks most uh in Mandarin because he's being raised by uh the grandmother who speaks only Mandarin. Oh.
1: Yeah. Alright, Joey, well,
0: it was nice catching
1: up with you. Hey one well, see you next week.
0: uh
1: um, um,
0: um, uh, Gab. uh um use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.